0: Dr. Colleen Smith was previously a guest on episode 26. She's the owner of the integrative practice Chattanooga Holistic Animal Institute located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. In this episode, Dr. Smith and I discuss her decision to utilize some space in her clinic for sales of retail food and supplements. We dive into the thought behind the decision, how it's changed the workload in the practice and how she managed staffing and her inventory decisions. Please enjoy this episode as we explore Dr. Colleen Smith's decision to open the store, Chai Life Pet Nutrition Market, and how a retail operation can provide an income stream for an integrated veterinary practice. Dr. Smith, thanks for taking the time to talk again today.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Neil. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I had to look back. Uh, we are almost three years to the day. Your, uh, your episode number 26 was on November 7th,
1: 2020. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that it was that long ago. Yeah. Me either. All Uh, right. Um, Let's just catch up quickly. If if people that want to know your backstory can go and listen to that episode, but uh, you have a practice in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So it's a Chattanooga Holistic Animal Institute. We call it CHI for short. And um, we're integrative. I call it holistic, but you know, some people don't understand that. So we do Conventional medicine and we do a lot of alternative medicine. I'm pretty much the driver of the alternative medicine side. We do have x-rays and we do some minor vaccines, uh, surgery, things like that. But I mostly concentrate on acupuncture, uh, chiropractic adjustments. We do low zone herbs, Eastern and Western herbs, nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. That's like my big, you know, push for my clients. So yeah, it's a, I love this practice. It's,
0: It's so fun. And how long have you been in operation there?
1: Oof almost uh let's see 10 years we're on the end end of our ninth year so that's great
0: okay and you've got one associate and it sounds like one coming
1: yes we do i have one associate she's awesome she works full-time um and we have a new associate who has been wanting to work with us which is so it's so exciting uh so she'll be working part-time uh she's kind of busy right now with a lot of practices so she's kind of hopefully will come with us on
0: full-time soon at uh, at your peak, how many doctors have you had working there? We had three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you and two others. And how about support staff? What do you typically run?
1: Boy, uh, so we probably have I think fifteen people as support staff. So there's at least two, two and a half, maybe three technicians per doctor on the floor, and we have two to three receptionists. We they're answering the door, you know answering phones all the time, and we also have some. We call them, you know, the lab help. We call them um, technician support. We have, you know, and some people that help clean the building and, but they're all involved. So it's great.
0: Okay. How, how, how many square feet is the practice?
1: It's about 4,800
0: okay. square feet.
1: It's not huge, but we've, I've packed it in there.
0: <laughs> that, that's good size actually. All right. So the reason I really want to talk to you today was because it's been what, just over a year? How long you've opened a you opened a real retail store next to your practice?
1: Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's been a year and a half. So, we started in May, um, kind of a soft opening early May. So, yeah, it's been interesting.
0: What prompted the uh, the idea to do that?
1: Uh, so, the space I have in general, it was an old chemical warehouse. And the, the front part of it, about 700 square feet of it, was a lower, kind of a lower lever. So, it demarcated it from the rest of the building, was their original office. So, I could it was difficult to integrate it into the clinic itself because it literally was like, it's five feet lower than the rest of the building. So at first it started out as a grooming facility and then it turned into a giant storage facility and my mini gym. Uh, Then we turned it into a uh, rehabilitation center, which was great, but it happened right before COVID. And of course, you know, contact was impossible. So that just completely closed it as, as a rehab facility. So then after that, we're like, okay, because I've been doing so much nutrition and homemade diets, people are like, where do I get the kelp? And where do I get the sardines? Where do I get your, my omega-3s? I was like, why don't I just carry it? So the, you know, the retail store sort of came into fruition.
0: So about 700 square feet, you said?
1: Mm-hmm. 700, 750, depending on Because part of it, there, we have some little bit of storage in there. So not all usable space.
0: All right, so let's let's just start with the name. So you branded it to the practice.
1: Mm-hmm. And we um, call it Chai Life. Yes.
0: Okay. And was that a conscious decision to 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 uh, brand it to the practice, or we? What did you consider when you're thinking about even just naming it? Yes,
1: I did because it, when it, the big idea was for me to part of it was for me to um, encourage people to when we are doing especially diets or doing supplements and stuff that I would give them their little prescription air quotes uh, to go into the retail store and get the thing for the joints and the thing for the mega three fatty acids and this little herb, some mushrooms and this kind of stuff that they could go. It's, it's literally attached to the front of the building. So they would go out of the building around to the front and, you know, go shopping. All so right. that was kind of the main idea.
0: Gotcha. And as far as the business structure, is it uh, legally, is it tied to your practice or does a separate entity or how does that work?
1: It is right now. It's legally because it's small enough. It's not making enough money to be to really want to make it an L, its own LLC. So it still runs on our um, internal vet uh, software. So I can we can kind of pull up the profit and losses and stuff for both separately because it can we can put it in there as a separate business. So it works fine working with our internal software. So it's kind of it is considered part of the business.
0: So when you <laughs> launched this idea, we were still kind of dealing with the pandemic, what, what did you do separate staff from the clinic work in that facility or how does that work?
1: At first, the, um, I had a head technician who she was kind of in charge of ordering and things like that. So I kind of put her into the retail space to kind of do her little homework and get all the diet supplements and this kind of stuff, get them straightened out, get our wholesalers straightened out. And she kind of ran with it, so which was great. I was like, you know, make it your own. And but this is the things that I want to see in there, and you find it. <laughs> and she did great.
0: What sort of hours does the uh, does the store keep? Do they align with the practice? Or are they are they separate?
1: They do right now, so they're open when we're open. Um, I would love to do Saturday and Sunday because clients ask me all the time, can you, "Can you be open on Saturdays?" And right now, we just the staff is kind of used to Monday through Friday. So so far we're still not open on Saturday, but hopefully soon, maybe by next summer we'll be open on Saturdays.
0: Um, so, in a, in addition to that manager that went over and, and kind of helped you get things off the ground, did you hire staff that don't work at the clinic to to be in the store?
1: Um, we have now, yes, we have a we do have. So that manager, she's she got shuffled into another position, um, just because we got we got super busy. And we have a we have a manager in there now. We thought we would have two people in there, but one person right now is can hold the hold down the fort just fine by herself. So she we have one manager sta- staffed down there um, at all times who just runs the little store. So it's great.
0: How much was involved in the um, the build out?
1: <laughs> so it was kind of there were some already existing build outs because when we had when I had grooming, um, there was a room. Uh, specifically closed in because of all the hair. Um, so that turned into the storage area. And then so we just, I just kind of, you know, repainted, put in some new lighting, some really nice lighting, built a, you know, a kind of storefront um, cashier area, and then bought, you know, all the shelving, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So we didn't have to build out a lot. And we, a little mini storage room too, as well, just for for the mop Then those kind of things, but yeah, not a, not a ton of extra build out as far as major construction. That's for sure.
0: But you, I heard you chuckle when you said shelving, I mean, there's a significant investment in those things.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the placement, it's like jigsaw puzzle, (laughs) you know, we put the big tall shelving against the wall and put some kind of things that will, you know, hang those boards that kind of, you can hang a bunch of bags to, you know, treat bags and snack bags and little supplement bags on the wall. Um, And then, you know, center shelving and then have like a display shelf when people first walk in. We bought the tiniest little mini shopping carts. <laughs> and one of my, I, had a, I have a volunteer and she made little tiny little pillows to fit in the shopping cart for the little dogs to sit in. So, yeah, it was it was great. And, you know, just just a lot of different things to show off because we do actually carry some uh leashes and collars and you know the little doggy coats and things like that right now halloween just came through and we had all the different costume doggy costumes so yeah that was a little bit of a that's it's it's kind of ever-changing i feel like costco sometimes when they we move the stuff around people are like where did this stuff go
0: did uh, did you have help with the design the, with the flow or did you just work on just noodle on that yourself
1: we did it ourselves. I mean, I have uh, my practice manager and the retail manager and me, the three of us kind of um, worked on it together. Um, they came up with a lot of ideas because I'm just kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm on the floor. I'm doing my thing. So you guys come up with a bunch of ideas. We'll powwow, we'll get together and figure out what works. What I really like, like of the ideas or this a yes or a no, check off the boxes. We had a wonderful little um, contest where people would bring, would send us pictures of their favorite pictures of their pets um and then we had, you know, our old Facebook followers vote on them and we blew them up into giant poster boards. And those are our poster boards that are on the wall around the the retail space. It's it really filled it in. It's really cute.
0: That's a that was re- that's a really good idea. So um shelving, those sorts of things. Did you have to how much shopping was involved to find a vendor for those? And was there much turnaround as far as, you know, w- just with availability during the pandemic wasn't difficult to get things?
1: It wasn't. It wasn't that hard because when we can buy the big box stores were easy to get shelving. So <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Yeah, it wasn't hard. Once we figured out the placement of where everything goes and the sizes, It we got them from the big box stores. So it didn't have to, I didn't use the store looking shelving um, just because. We were going to have, I assumed we were going to have a lot of big heavy stuff. Like we do carry some big dog beds and I feel like that would be kind of overwhelming on the, on the shelving. And the whole design of it was sort of a very organic, but a little posh, um, kind of, kind of a modern looking space. So the store shelving didn't quite fit and those things are expensive. So we just bought the big, you know, wire shelving, the heavy-duty kind of wire shelving from the big box stores.
0: All right, but seven hundred square feet—that's a lot of a lot of space to fill.
1: It well, some of it. There's probably I don't know fifty square feet of it was this was the storage, and then there's another twenty or thirty square feet of it is our area where we you know check people in, and we actually have a we have stairs that go from that space to the clinic because it's literally like a nine foot rise from the that ground space to the to the clinic. So some of it is taken up with other, other, uh, things.
0: Yeah. So when you, you're going to make this move, you've already got things, products that you're recommending to clients already. And so you're saying you're going to have this convenience space for them to purchase those. So how did you expand? I mean, you've got a lot of SKUs. (laughs) Yeah. I, I looked at the website and, uh, so how did you select vendors and how did you vet those? And tell me a little bit about how you decided about stocking.
1: Well, one of the best things in the world is to have a practice manager who is the negotiator of all negotiators. <laughs> yeah. So what we, we carry a lot of um, raw food, frozen raw. Yeah. And when you buy frozen raw, they will throw in a freezer. Yeah. So if you fill in <clears throat> at least the whole or half a size of a freezer in, they will they will kind of cover cost or most of the cost. So we got most of our freezer costs covered. Um so she just made deals with quite a few companies. And so we kind of I think we have three full size freezers or double door. Mm-hmm. And um most of the cost of all that was covered, so which is great. And so we have those frozen raw diets in there. <clears throat> and they're still in there. It's great. And then any kind of, um, any kind of new startup stuff, and even if if you're just starting up a vet clinic, if you buy in bulk, you get deals. And so that's kind of what she looked into as far as how we're going to um, supply the store. Uh, she just kind of got deals on bulk stuff. We picked, you know, five or six brands of things without overlapping too much. We do have cat and dog available, but without overlapping too much, she she just kind of got like, you know, startup deals. Um, so it was a big, I did have to take out a loan for sure to cover the cost of, you know, any kind of build out repainting. We got some little fancy lights, cr- crystal chandelier looking things. So I did have to take out a loan for sure to cover all that, the initial cost of everything.
0: And the inventory, I have to imagine.
1: Yeah. Inventory, 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 but that's, that's a killer, you know, inventory and payroll is always a killer, but, um, yeah. So, and we just kind of came up too with how much we make a day, how much do we make a week? How much do we make? a month just to kind of cover everything. We kind of have some little things to shoot for um, as far as the bottom lines.
0: Yeah. I, w- uh, I should back up for a second. Were there any um, zoning issues involved in doing the build out and all that stuff?
1: No, because we weren't doing any major construction. As, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, we took a wall down. Um, so there wasn't anything we were really adding to the building, just internal shelving. So there wasn't, we actually went through the city to make sure, you know, cause whether be, do we need more parking space, but is it, you know, since it's not people that are staying for hours at a time, people are coming in and out literally 15, 20 minutes, our spark, our parking didn't, wasn't affected. So we did go to the city just to make sure everything was, you know, covered.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you said, you mentioned parking. So do you own the building or do you lease it?
1: I do own the building and I own the property. Okay. So yeah, in the beginning, I wasn't you know they would not let me even start up the borrow the money for my for the practice without owning having the collateral for <laughs> of the property and the and the building itself. It was not a great uh that did, that didn't go well. It was but it was fine way back when.
0: Yeah. Um. And how about were as far as parking was space to get trucks in for delivery any issue or, or were you all set there?
1: That's not a problem. Our parking area is, we have, we're on a side street and we have our parking area is right in front of the building. And we have another hmm, 30 feet away from the parking area before you get to the street. It's just kind of an open space. So it's very easy for the um, delivery trucks just to p- pull right into the open space in front of those, uh, in front of the parking spots and just drop it off. And we have a little mini ramp that goes to the, um, retail space so they can pull it right in. It's it actually, it's, it's all turning out. <laughs> it all worked out.
0: Nice. Uh, how many wholesalers are you working with now? Do you think for the store? Oh,
1: good question. Um, we're, we're changing it all the time. So, I mean, as far as food, I think we have about for between cat and dog, probably 10 different vendors. Um, and then we have probably four or five main vendors for supplements. And then we do carry a little bit of shampoo. So maybe I think we have three of those, two or three for, you know, shampoos, anti-itch sprays, things like that. Um, and then we can carry some supplements too, mushrooms and some, you know, kind of whole body supplements. And I would say we have three or so. I don't want to overlap too much because it gets, definitely gets overwhelming for clients, especially if they're sh- shopping on their own. But um, the food part was the most important part for me. So I wanted to give enough variety uh, for people's budget and time, and just <clears throat> their know-how where they wanted to start. If I'm starting them from scratch,
0: any issues with uh, how have the wholesalers been? Issues with deliveries? Um, we have. I uh, just speaking from experience at my clinic that the wholesalers are awful as far as when they're going to deliver getting us the things that we, that we actually order having an online ordering system that actually works.
1: (laughs) Um, so far we're not, we don't have too much problems. I mean, it's if the host, the delivery itself has, not we've had a few, the, you know, the truck guys, the guy delivering that is like, well, I couldn't find your building. I'm like, you can't not find our building. It's really obvious from the main street. Um, and I think it was just a new guy, but, uh, We knew every once in a while we do have something that's not on the truck because they were out and they didn't let us know, um, which is kind of a pain in the neck. But it does, we seem to have things delivered on time or at least no more than a day late or two days late. But I have a, since I have a manager on the floor, she can, you know, get on the phone and just, you know, (laughs) blaze a trail to find out where everything is. Yeah. So it hasn't been too bad. We do, you know, we do get some, you know, hiccups here and there, but so far it's, I would say on the whole, it's generally pretty smooth. So sorry
0: that you had problems. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's been, it's not just, it's been for years. Anyway, um, just can you just give us an idea? Like you mentioned, you've got a number of foods there. What, what brands are you carrying and how did you decide to, to select them?
1: Um, so we carry Primal, uh, Stee's Real Food, Small Batch, uh, Answers, uh, Northwest Naturals. Those are our main frozen foods. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> we were carrying Robble, but I think uh, we were having a hard time ke- carrying it because I liked the, the freeze-dried aspect. Um, we do carry some dries because I'm surrounded by some new apartment buildings with with college students. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's at least go from the real poor quality dry to something a little bit better. So we carry open farms in origin as far as dry, even though I'm <clears throat> not a dry food fan at all. Um, but, you know, it, you've, got to f- you've got to meet people where they can, you know, afford what they can afford. Uh, so those are the main. And for cat, we have Varuva Var- and the BFF, Lotus. So we try to carry at least some good high quality, you know, canned foods for cats. Um, we do Honest Kitchen as well wisdom. Um, and why I carry those, it just, I have noticed, I mean, as much as I have a, you know, when I have new clients, I have this one hour long spiel of nutrition and start with anatomy and, and go from there and why we feed them what we feed them as far as, you know, a species appropriate diet and why, you know, homemade is my favorite. And then the next thing down is maybe the frozen raws and, and raw diets and then things like that. I just have to be realistic and just kind of carry, you know, we do carry some canned foods, um, Koha and signature. Uh, uh, just we have to meet people where they where their comfort zone is and what their
0: ability is. And sure. so I do
1: carry everything um, that I
0: can just to kind of meet people's needs. Makes sense. Um, so when you launched, how did you get the word out?
1: We did. Uh, we did kind of a soft opening, and we there's a one of those local magazines um, that has you know, little coupons and stuff in it. So we did a a little ad in there with a little, you know, kind of a gift card type thing. So people can come in. Uh, We did have those flags out front. You know, they have them in front of gas stations and stuff, pet food, pet market. Um, That those flags went great until someone ran into our uh, fence and knocked all the flags down. Um, (laughs) We were on a main road. So, you know, it's going to happen sometime. But yeah, so we did some, and we did a little bit some radio spots and things like that. So, it, and also put a lot. Of, it was easy for us to advertise in the clinic. So we put up a little signs in the clinic. You know, if you have want to try this and try that, go visit our store. Um, and I made little prescription pads for for my clients and had them, you know, go you know sh- go shopping there. So it kind of. We kind of got the word out enough, and um, we have a sign. We put a new sign in the front of the building there, so people can see it um, on as they drive by. Because there's it's a pretty high volume street. Um, we have a sign on the front of the building and the side of the building um, to advertise for the the retail space. So it's all kind of work. We never really did anything major, you no, know, you know, but it, it it's it's working out. So yeah.
0: And I the uh, the store has its own social media channels correct, correct?
1: it does yeah it has its own little um, Facebook page um, on our website and Instagram yeah. um, I don't do any of that stuff <laughs> we, we we have we have a, a staff member that takes care of all that stuff but it's it's great to have all that kind of um, advertising out there
0: yeah, and they that staff member does the socials for both the clinic and the store. Then,
1: yeah, yeah, there, there's a lo- there's definitely overlap with that. Um, so, but it, it works. It it seems to it seems to get enough, you know, out there in front of our clients and in front of you know new people or people who are interested in and just being able to shop, find a place to get some good
0: quality pet food. Good. Um, so all of the inventory management runs through the clinic software.
1: It does. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's definitely, I've talked to some financial advisors about reaching a certain end point as far as what we make monthly to separate it out into a separate LLC. Um, and in somewhere, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, when I finally retire, I don't know um, to, do I sell that with the practice as well or do I keep that separate or, and, or do I, you know, start something new with it? But right now, it's it, it's all run through the clinic, so under the clinic software.
0: So have you given any, any more thought to that, like down the road when you do want to move on, if you separate it out? Do you think it would make the practice sale easier or harder?
1: I don't know. I mean, I would think it would be a benefit for the practice sale, but mm, um, I still think as far as... But Then again, I don't know, depending on who, you know, what someone's looking for, are they looking just for a vet clinic and they don't want to deal with something like that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I've, I've going been going back and forth that I think protective for the practice and for me, that, that my advisors, like my financial advisor says that it should be separated out. And so I, I'm giving it another year or two, um, hopefully that it will really um, be able to stand on its own and i will just kind of make it its own separate entity.
0: I mean, I think this is an interesting idea, not only as an extension of what you do in the clinic, but just as a way to, uh, you know, diversify and leverage yourself. So again, you can be, uh, the practice can be making money without you actually having to be doing it hands-on on a patient.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely helpful um, to have. It's like, you know, kind of passive income. Um, it's not a big box store, that's for sure. And so I really try to make it as, you know, individualized, especially it's and it's easier I think to individualize it because I have a lot of say on what what it sells and also I can you know encourage people to to use it specifically for their own pet's health and the stuff that I recommend um so I don't know how much is it going to grow you know to be a big giant thing but it's it's definitely nice to know hopefully down the future will be some good passive income.
0: So what's your sense now? You're, you're a year and a half in the clientele of the store. What's the split between your clinic clients and just outside people?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I still think most of it's clinic clients, probably at least 60 to 70% is mostly, it's mostly clinic clients. Um, but it is, it is, um, in this area, where i where my business is when i started it 12 years ago i was kind of in the on the wrong side of the tracks literally and um it was not a super you know safe area um and it's totally gentrified i mean i am surrounded now by apartments and condos so that's been great <clears throat> so that's been driving a lot of that has been driving up the business that's not just cl- my clients um which i think is super helpful so but right now i think it's most, mostly my clients cuz it's just convenient for them
0: sure do you ship any product
1: that's a plan we built part of our build out of our you know kind of our help desk or, or, or checkout desk has a whole separate desk with it and um that was supposed to be meant for you know packaging things mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully somewhere down the, the the road that we can do some some shipping from right off our website the website is just kind of like informational right now. Um, So hopefully we can maybe, you know, if people want to order stuff, I don't think it would be economical to be shipping a giant bag of food. But I think, you know, if they want, you know, five or six different supplements, um, things like that, that would be easy to ship.
0: You bet. So talk about the supplements for a second. You kind of said that you're just carrying some general things. Um, So obviously it's things that are available over the counter and not by prescription. How did you select those things to keep in stock and, and no crossover as far as, you know, do you, does the store drive people into the clinic on some, in some occasions rather than your clients going to the store?
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, there is some overlap. So I sell standard process and so, um, but I s- sell the animal line in my clinic and a lot of human stuff because I, I utilize a lot of their human line as well. Uh, but we sell the animal line in the retail store. Um, we use HerbSmith and then we use their whole line. It's easier to use a whole line usually for me than to nitpick one thing or another. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll carry some of the, I will sell straight at, out of the clinic, some of the HerbSmith line, especially their joint stuff and their their senior dog stuff, which is great. Um, I sell something called NHV, which is a, is a fantastic product. They're all liquid. So it's easy to administer to cats. Um, and they have a whole line that just kind of covers everything from diarrhea to constipation to allergies, um, cardiac stuff. So it's easier, I kind of, it's easier, I find, to just sell a whole line of stuff um, than people. because than, people can just, you know, buy a couple of things. Um, Adored Beast, I do too. It's a little bit of cost prohibitive for some people. But, you know, those things, I can have people start with that instead of going to medications if I you know, if I want to treat something, I was like, okay, go ahead and try this, this, and this, instead of putting your dog on antibiotics. Um, and then they can also, we have little stickers that they can, if we send it out of the clinic, the little sticker says that if you want to refill this, you can go to the retail store and pick it up. So that's, it, it kind of, you know, we can sell it out of the clinic and then they can refill it. And it takes a lot of the burden off of my receptionist because they get the phone calls to refill um, medications. And if, of a lot of it is the supplements that we carry in the retail, they can go straight to retail and pick it up.
0: Gotcha. Uh, and that would, that would track through their medical chart then that they got it there. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, no. we haven't figured that part out. No. Okay. Um, that's that's been a big problem because people will come to me and like, oh yeah, I'm on the the stuff for the joints, it's in the green box. And I'm like, hmm I don't see anything like that in your chart. And they're like, they got I got it from the retail store. So they had to go down the retail store and go grab it. And I'm like, is this it? They'll be like, no. I'm like, is this it? And they're like, yes, that's it. So we haven't um been able to track it per person through the retail. And somehow we're going to have to figure that out um, or not. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah, no, that's a bit, it's a little bit of a glitch there for sure.
0: Right. Now I'm, I'm just thinking ahead, you know, if you hire uh, staff that haven't had the clinic experience, do you have any sort of training program in mind to get those people up to speed on your, your idea of good nutrition and the supplements and that sort of thing?
1: Yes. Um, so I do kind of have a training program for the staff beyond, you know, how to be a technician because um, I have PowerPoints on or I have herbal PowerPoints. I have a TCBM, uh Chinese medicine PowerPoint for for technicians. Um, and I also have like a nutrition lecture, several of them that I've given um, locally and, and actually nationally. And so that my manager, the retail manager, has had to watch and go through all of them. Um, and I will go down and individually, probably a couple times a month, um, go over certain lines with her and why I've picked them and what they do, how they work type thing. Yeah. Um, and some of them, I do have the each what each thing does and explains it in more detail. So she can, she can be more detailed for, for clients that come in.
0: Gotcha. All right. Uh, what do you think has, what's been the biggest challenge in getting this whole thing going and keeping it going? <laughs>
1: It's always easier. The biggest challenge is when I had, you know, I practice manager and the retail manager starting up buying things to not rein in the money spending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I guess it's easier to spend someone else's money. Yeah. So they're like, let's get this whole line of leashes and let's get all these little cutesy things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a veterinary retail store. I want primarily food stuff and supplements. Um so there, there was a little pushback and a lot of disagreements, you know, although very, you know, uh, nice disagreements on, you know, what exactly they wanted to put on the floor. Because if you can kind of compare it to a boutique store, they're going to have a lot more, here's a whole line of homemade dog treats. And here's a, you know, all, you know, toys, all, it's all the squeaky toys in the world and all the chewy toys and all of this. And I'm like, I don't, we don't really need all of that stuff. We we minimally have some, you know, treats like that and and chew toys and things. But that was the big part in the beginning was because 750 square feet, or I would say we probably really have maybe 650 usable space, I wanted to fill it with the most um, appropriate to my practice, because it really kind of is extension of my practice is how I looked at it, Um, you know, items in there instead of a lot of fluffy items, for lack of a better word. Uh, so that was the hard part and just, <laughs> it's just heavy when you have to take a loan out for something, you're just like, Oh, I got to spend more money, but you have to spend money to make money. It's just, um, you just, you would like to have that dollar go as far as possible.
0: Yeah. So what ball or uh, ballpark percentage of inventory that you have? That's not like leash, what are the extra stuff like leashes and those sorts of things? How much does that comprise of what you're selling?
1: I would say it's probably 30% of it was more in the beginning and the more in the beginning, I'd probably say it was about 55%, 45% of the the leashes and the toys um, and the little raincoats and dog beds and cat beds and that kind of thing. And luckily that's scaled back quite a bit as we've been selling it out because it slowly sold. Um, I was like, let's just not reorder that stuff, Um, which was fine. I mean, it's sort of the long term or long end goal of like, okay, I think I was right in the beginning not to have it, but it's, we learned. So definitely a lot less of it now. And it's a little bit, even if we do carry something, like if we carry a harness, it's real particular for my patients that actually have like a disability, like it's a really helpful harness. It's not just a cute pink harness. So it's actually one that helps the dog. It helps the owner help the dog get up.
0: Type of a harness. That makes sense. Um,
1: yeah. All
0: right. So those sorts of things have gone away. How about on the food and supplement side? Have there been things that you were surprised that didn't didn't take off that maybe you discontinued?
1: Um, I think it was the we. I started off with like kind of too many products, and I really you know I kind of knew better because I read a lot of business stuff. It's like you just can't really give them too. You know, you can't have five joint supplements on the shelf. It's just very confusing, um, especially if there's a couple different ingredients in there. Is this one better than that one? So we've definitely narrowed down the companies, but we've expanded their lines. So I have found that clients do like the whole line. They'll stick with the line. Um, so it's been kind of a trial by fire type thing of figuring out how how the the mindset And I probably should have, you know, I think I should have taken a whole year's worth of course in business of like understanding the mindset of a customer. Um, Which, you know, not that you can't, you don't learn that in vet school. But it's, uh, yeah, I kind of found out that just carrying a couple really good lines that have a full line, it seems to be, seems to work the best, sell the best.
0: Good. That's helpful. So one last thing. Uh, So the nutrition work you're doing in your practice, how is that? Have you, have you been able to make that work time-wise as far as your investment in, you know, recommending things? It just seems like in my practice, there's just a lot of follow-up involved with making nutritional recommendations to people.
1: Um, yeah. So when I start off, especially if I have a new client, I kind of have a, a spiel for lack of a better word that I do um, explaining, starting with anatomy and then going to the food stuff. And we do have a ton of recipes that we'll send home and all the supplements on the recipes we sell now. Um, so they can just go pick them up. And um, the follow up, though, really is is everything that I, I've had the in the software that we use. We have a glossary, and um, we've utilized it to its max. And we have probably fifty to sixty, maybe even more, of glossary settings where how to change, how to transition the diet, and it's a long, several sentences of tr- you know how to you know transition. Um, why raw is good protein recommendations. If they really can't do anything, but dry food, let's put a protein on their, a real whole protein on their, on their food every single day. And all those types of recommendations, what, what are healthy oils, all this kind of stuff. So by the time they leave, especially if it's a first visit and nutrition was the main, you know, consulting part of the, the, the appointment, um, they're going to have almost three pages of nutritional information that they go home with. All those people get a a, a follow up email uh, less than a week later, and I I tell them, okay, we're going to say, hey, how's Fluffy doing, and what are your questions? Now that you've read all this stuff, we've gone over all the stuff in the room, and and you've read all of our glossary, or, you know, all of our information about diet. What are your questions? And usually, it's kind of in the beginning. Yes, it's a little bit heavy, and but it they pick it up pretty fast. If they're interested in it, they pick it up really fast.
0: Good. All right. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time today. We, I know we need to get you off to pickleball. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a really interesting concept, and now that you've had some time to get it to get it rolling, it's just great to talk about as far as things that we can do in our practices to uh, leverage ourselves a little bit. You know.
1: I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I totally encourage, and maybe I'll start doing some podcasts on how to start that stuff up because the more holistic vets do carry their own types of more than just a couple supplements on their shelf, the more they even carry their own food. I think it'll give them, yes, definitely more leverage than going to a big box store and seeing, you know, 100 plus different food items and them just getting overwhelmed. And then, you know, some little 16 year olds going, this is what you should sell, this is what you should buy. And, you know, with no, nutrition background whatsoever.
0: Got it. Good idea. All right. Well, thanks, Colleen.
1: You're welcome, Neil. So nice to talk to you.
0: Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.